Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude, boy, I had a weekend. I know y'all did too, but boy, I had a weekend. Also, have love from y'all, and I got love for y'all, man. Appreciate you guys. Start off our week every week. We're going to get this away at the end of the week. This is Marcellus Wiley. Never shut up. And this is going to be our Friday swag away until further notice. Why not? We always got love with that book. Tag it up. Sign it up for you guys. But you know how we start off every show. We started off with what's up with that dude. Oh, man. Proud Papa right here right now. See, I'm proud in the moment of what my family does. I'm proud of the moment what my little itty bitties do. I don't have to exaggerate it. I don't have to forecast. I don't have to project what it's going to become. I've learned that through all my lessons in life. Just to be excited for this and let the dominoes fall where they're going to go, right? So I'm talking about my son and my team, along with Jesse Buss. That's my coach. Uh, we both coach our itty bitties, right? Our boys. And my son had his best basketball game ever. Why is that making me so happy? Is because you can see the development. You can see the progress. Like, that's what it's about for all these kids. The kid who can't dribble, and all of a sudden, the dude can actually handle the ball, pounds the ball. So my son gets in this game, 
and uh, he finally just puts stuff together. You can see it starting to come to life, the conceptualizing of the game to actually going out there and playing a game because he knows the game. We shoot that way, right? We defend over here, but at the same time, it doesn't always add up. It added up on Saturday, though, man. Love what I saw. This dude hit two spin moves. Uh, he had some spin moves, and one was a jumper, and one was a layup. Now, I was like, dang. Now, I ain't going to lie to y'all. My son is fast, and he is strong. I give him that already, but that don't mean you good. <laughs> it just means you fast and strong. I was fast and strong, and I suck at basketball, so it was just good to see him doing that. His mom was really happy because, obviously, she played college basketball. So, salute to my little man putting in the work. Camp Shake, he goes to this camp, this uh, summer camp, and they focus in on different sports. Basketball being one of them is taken to him. He's looking great. All right, other than that, we had our pickleball social. Maybe one day we'll get so cool, I invite y'all over for the pickleball social, man. It's real cool, though, but it's just a good time. I call them like mini family reunions. Frankly, that's what it is. Or family reunions, friends and family reuniting and connecting, man. It promotes our foundation, Project Transition, and we do it in the most subtle ways just because our foundations, foundation are what? Family. Yes, and we bring in the family around. Intelligence, value, know yourself and what you're worth, right? Then we got experiences and sportsmanship. So you can see, especially the family element, the sportsmanship element, and the experiences element coming together. We just play pickleball, and we just hang out, and we sip a couple, and we just talk with our itty-bitties and just have a great time. Amazing experience. Everyone looks forward to them every Sunday. We do them once or twice a week. Get it in, all right? Speaking of getting it in, Lord have mercy. Whew, let's talk some baseball on this show. Nah, we talk base brawl. Y'all see that brawl? <laughs> I got to go through this. Man, the, the Guardians, Jose Ramirez, and the White Sox, Tim Anderson. Yeah, they went at it. And without further ado, let's watch that clip here. <laughs> Adam, Oscar's throw is not in time. He just missed him at second base. This is another rocket of a throw, and now... Oh, boy. Now oh, my goodness. Here come the benches. Off we go. It started with Anderson and Ramirez. Swings being taken. Kopak had to hold him back, and everybody's spilling out here in Cleveland. Well, now they come running out of the bullpen. And that was one of the few that you actually saw coming to blows. You don't see that too often. And Timmy is still hot about this. Woo! Tim Anderson got knocked down. I can't say knocked out, but the wobble at the end and the walk and all that, getting back to the dugout. Yeah. Jose Ramirez caught him slipping. Let's talk about this. That was a, an example, the exact example of what that guy was doing on that meme, funk around and find out. <laughs> funk around and find out. That's what happened to you on that clip right there, if you Tim Anderson. Okay, let's just talk about what we just saw. All right, we saw the fight between Ramirez and Anderson. Some details here, I'm glad I actually looked this up because it was kind of interesting. When you watch it, you're like, oh, damn, two hotheads are really one hothead pushing the other guy to be a hothead with him. But really, it was a little deeper than that. All right, so it started at the bottom of the sixth inning after the Guardians infielder slid into second base and took exception to how hard Anderson tried to apply the tag on him. We saw that, you know what I'm saying? One of those. So they exchanged words before Anderson squared up. 
I mean, textbook squared up and threw the first punch. Woo, we're going to get through that too. Trust me. So the two traded blows before Ramirez connected with that. He went like this. One of them, I didn't see that coming. And no, you didn't. Right hooks that knocked the White Sox shortstop to the ground. Yes, you got knocked the funk out. That's what they say in Friday. So Anderson and Ramirez were both ejected from the game and likely going to face possible suspensions for their roles in the fight. Duh. While Anderson didn't address the incident after the game, Ramirez did. Why? Because that's what champions do. <laughs> no, because he won a damn fight. Of course he's going to address it, right? That's what you want to do. This is your moment. And he actually broke it down. Listen to this. He says, quote, I think he's been disrespecting the game for a while. It's not from yesterday or before, and not even having the chance to tell him during the game. Don't do that style. Just be respectful. Don't start tagging people like that. Because in reality, we're here trying to find ways to how to provide for our families. Now, he said all this through his translator so y'all can decode it as well. But y'all get where he's coming from. He says when he does a thing that he does on the basis, he can get somebody out of the game. So for me, I was telling him to stop doing that. And then as soon as that play happened, he tagged me again really hard, more than needed. And his reaction was he said he wanted to fight. If he wanted to fight, I just had to defend myself. Okay, so now... That caught me off guard because I thought the real reason was the dude was standing over him, giving him the nutmeg or whatever they call that, right? When you're standing over there like, look at me, as my little kids always say, poopy, poopy. They always play with their privates. Kids love their privates. I guess because when you're a little kid, you ain't got much going on in your life. Not for real, not compared to an adult. But you know you got something here. <laughs> Them kids be like, poopy, poopy. So he's just standing on top of him like, dog. It don't take that long to get over a guy. Either you tag him out or he's safe, whatever it is. Get off me, dog. I ain't got to be having an aerial view of your nutmeg, right? So I caught that. But that's wasn't, that wasn't it. That's not the problem. I was like, okay. So Ramirez, the champ, once again, <laughs> seemed to be poking fun on it on social media. So his agent posted a photo of him wearing boxing gloves instead of <laughs> baseball gloves <laughs> because now that's who he is. He's the champ. So then Tim Anderson finally, you know how it goes. And I hate to, I hate to say this because I've been through some Twitter firestorms before. I've been through that stuff before. And it does become overwhelming because perception becomes reality. And you think the whole world thinks that, even though the whole world is not on social media. And actually most of the people don't even care or know. Like there are way fewer people outside. <laughs> way fewer people outside that care about this than you think. Way fewer, but you think it's everybody. All right, so then he goes, Tim Anderson, the guy who got knocked down, goes to social media as well. Here he go, and here he goes. You know all this happening for a reason. First tweet, we staying focused with this shit. Second tweet, we been going through this shit for a minute. Uh-oh, where we going? What you mean going through this? What's going on? Keep kicking on me while I'm down. A lot of MFs been switching up too. Fake shit. Y'all got me funked up for real, for real. Okay. Now, we still know disciplinary action looms over both of them, but damn, that ain't the stuff you want to be putting out as you're going through that process, right? So here's my first thought. Strike one. Let's go through it, all right? It's a Wileyism, basically. People out there try to use my Wileyism, but this is my Wileyism. Once you call for attention, you can't hang up. Once you dial that number, hello, attention, ain't no hanging up no matter how they respond, right? 
and he called for attention. You standing over him like that, you tagging him hard, whatever that is. But at the same time, you wanted the fight, right? You wanted the fight. And I knew he didn't really want the fight or he didn't really know how to fight or he was going to lose that fight. I can tell you right now, anytime somebody go into the textbook dictionary pose of what's up then? They don't really, really want to fight. This is supposed to scare you away. This is supposed to be enough. And you saw the umpire or whatever the second pitch do. You see him at first, he was like, hey, break it up. Nah, go ahead, handle that since you want to do this. <laughs> he was like, I don't want none of this smoke. And I think that caught him off guard. Tim Anderson coming with the, what's up then? And then he was like, oh, y'all ain't going to break this up? Okay. And then he threw the first punch. Oh, it's all bad. You first... You first to square up, and you first to swing, and you still lose? Whoa, that's all bad. That's all bad. All right, so then I thought, maybe he's talking about the Latino-American culture war that happens in baseball. Even black Americans, right? Not just white Americans, just not just the sport in general, but specifically Latinos taking over the sport, right? Maybe he was talking about that, and I was like, I don't know. Y'all tell me in the comments if y'all thought that. Because I was like, what do you mean? You talking about all this stuff like, uh, been going through this for a minute. You or y'all? What you talking about? I don't know. And then here's the major no-no. You never amp it up and you never take this to another level. And I thought he was kind of going there when he was like, you got me funked up for real, for real. Like, oh, I can't fight or y'all think I can't fight because I got knocked down. Oh, let me show you what I can do. And I was like, don't go street. Don't go crazy. Don't go another level, dog. Just take your L. It's okay. Only one team is perfect, 72 Dolphins. The rest of us all have taken L's. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, uh, the Patriots almost. Patriots almost. All right, so then I was like, damn, you got knocked out on worldwide TV because that's what social media does to any image out there. Worldwide television, right? After a fight you started in reputation, supposedly you came in already loaded. They already know, and that's what you do. Tag people real hard like this, not tag them, tag them. But then you started in a reputation and in real time. What's up then? <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know. Anybody, call, if you ever see somebody, what's up then? Just walk away, dog. Like, dog, I get it. I don't want to fight either. Just walk away, right? So then it took me to a place. I got to get some levity to this. Anybody been rocking with me from day one? That's like 20-some years ago in this sports media game, right? Y'all know I got one story that just reminds me of this. Brian Bimbo. Oh, I've been there before when you get knocked down, knocked out in front of everybody. I'm in eighth grade. Brian Bimbo, my homeboy, just like Anderson and Ramirez, kind of homeboys in the fraternity of baseball, right? We all brothers in the baseball frat, right? So Brian Bimbo was actually my dog. He was my boy. We shared a best friend, which is crazy. Like my best friend was like his best friend, but he was my best friend. <laughs> and so we were boys too, real talk. And I'm playing basketball, can't play basketball, so y'all know this is going to end wrong. This ain't going to end well. And I threw the basketball the whole length of the court. What's that, 92 feet? Patrick Beverly, Mr. 92, right? And instead of hitting the rim, instead of making the shot, nah, I decided to just throw it and hit Brian Bimbo right in the head. Why? Now, a basketball this close, if somebody throw you a pass, you ain't looking this close. Why? That hurt. Uh, That actually hurt for, bam, that hurts. Imagine 92 feet of that. <laughs> Blah. Steph Curry did that to that ball boy, I think, last year. Woo! Brian was hot. I knew he was hot. I also knew he was my boy. So how hot can he be? 
So he starts chasing me. Now, I can't play basketball, but I am the national champion in track. So <laughs> good luck to you, fast Brian Bimbo, catching me. He wasn't going to catch me, dog. It was like five minutes one by. I'm running around the whole damn Overwrite Junior High School. Yes, the, the Flight Brothers. Yes, the Wright Brothers. Yeah. So I'm just running around in circles laughing. Five minutes goes by. Ten minutes goes by. He's still chasing. I'm like, damn, he must be really mad. But he can't be that mad. Just embarrassed. It's all good. So finally, I just turned around. Because, like, this is not going to end. I will outrun him for life. I was like, ah, oh, I got to go home, too. Like, whatever. And that's my boy. Why am I tripping? I turned around. Finally, I just turned around, did a 180 like this. My bad, big dog. I'm sorry, man. Kind of giggling. And also, like, just like, whatever. Let it go. Take it. Take it. I ain't mean to hit you. It wasn't intentional. And as I came in like this with the whole, like, my bad, he went, yeah, your bad. And hit me in my nose and broke my nose, shattered my nose. If you, you really want to look right here, you might can see a little hump. Do the dance, hump the dance, right there, right? So I'm like, immediately, first thought was not the pain. I, my first thought was looking at blood and wow, there's no winning this fight. Because you know, in the judgment, who holds the scorecards? Everybody watching. Once they see blood, unless that guy is knocked out going to sleep, mama needs to come sign a medical note for me, <laughs> you lost that fight. So I'm immediately like, he hit me. That wasn't right. I see blood. That ain't right. And I have lost this fight. Now, what do I do? Do I fight him to no avail? Do I really try to knock out my boy or at least my friend uh, 10 minutes ago? Now he ain't my boy. I was like, what the hell? So I don't know what I did. I, people said I start fighting and they said I look good in that part. I doubt it. <laughs> I think I just tapped out. And the worst thing happened to me in that moment. I took a peek and guess who was looking? Yup, her. Davida Adams, my girlfriend, my eighth grade girlfriend was looking there and she wore those white guest jeans every single day. So she had on the white guest jeans, but she still came to console me and I'm dripping all on her white guest jeans. man. Embarrassing. And that was just at one junior high school before social media. Imagine how Tim Anderson feels right now. Everywhere he goes, that's the image in front of all the Davida Adams of the world, right? Oh, everybody's a Brian Bimbo to him right now. Godly, I can't imagine how he's feeling right now. So I'm going to ask y'all, man, how you think he's feeling for real? Goodness, how would you feel if that were you? I've been there, but on this level, not that level. And was the brawl necessary? Sounds like Ramirez came in a little loaded, waited for anything. It was like, ah, oh, this is my moment. Kind of, but also, did they have to throw hands? Um, you know me, I'm always looking for a way around the fight, not into a fight. So I would have been the one like not doing this. I've been like this and then probably get knocked in the head again. And should they be suspended? Ultimately, that's the comment section. Let's see what they're talking about. And if they should be suspended, how long? A game, two games, three games, both get the same? Let's talk through it. Over here, giving love out. That's what I do. Nothing but love in all the wrong places. Looking for love. Marcel Swally never shut up. This is the book. This is yours as a member of our YouTube channel. Be a member and get that book on Friday Swag Away. All right. Bengals Joe Mixon faces civil suit related to the shooting of his teenage neighbor. Let me take a sip on that because that ain't a headline you read every day. <laughs> Golly. Woo. Okay, here we go. According to court records, the teenage boy's family is seeking damages from Mixon, huh? And Lamonte Brewer after the boy was shot in the right foot by Brewer while standing in Mixon's backyard. Yeah, y'all heard me. The boy who lives next door is what? 
in my backyard. Why are you in my backyard? Anybody want to know? <laughs> kid, kid stuff? Like, I, I, there are kids in my neighborhood. They ain't in my backyard. Let's just say that. All right, we're going to go from there. All right, it sounds a little deeper than that headline, because there it is. All right, so Mixon was not charged, excuse me, Dougie Fresh, and was never considered a suspect. That's what the Hamilton County prosecutor said back in March. I remember doing a video, and I did a video that made either explicitly or unintentionally or inadvertently or surrounded the conversation of maybe Joe Mixon was involved, because it was so early before we knew. He was not involved. So once again, I made another video saying, hey, I apologize, Joe Mixon, for the initial reports, but I'll do it again because I hate when the apology is not as loud as the accusation. So the apology is loud again. Joe Mixon was not involved. All right. However, in the lawsuit that was just filed, the family claims that Mixon supplied the bullets and a Zastava M92 gun that was matched to the weapon used in the shooting. Okay. What the hell is a Zastava M92? Time to get Google out. But yeah, that's a gun gun. And um, that's what happened. Okay. So now we're linking it to the money somehow, some way. And I hate to be the one that always looks for the ambulance chaser in this, but I'm like, if he ain't involved, y'all going to sue him because what? Oh, it's his gun. Ah, but if it was a broke person gun, you ain't suing that person. <laughs> you got to have money and a gun. Okay, I get it. All right, so the plaintiff suing Mixon alleged that the running back has had many opportunities to settle the claims, but has taken no responsibility for any of the harm that he has caused. Well, it's not his job to settle something that he wasn't involved with, even though it involved his area, his home, etc. right? He's not going to settle that. I think you fight for that. Not saying that he ain't going to be found guilty or have to pay. I'm just saying no one raises their hand to say, I ain't do any of that. Oh, what happened in my house? Well, then sue my personal umbrella policy, but stop asking me to settle it. That's why I got that type of insurance from Chubb. That's expensive, right? So I don't know what they expected other than the money grab. All right. So in the 911 call at the time of the incident, Mixon's trainer, Sean Pina, told a police dispatcher that the boy was screaming and appeared to be wielding a Kel-Tec gun. Another thing I got to Google. The boy was actually holding a toy gun while playing Nerf Wars. Okay, so the police believe one of the bullets Brewer fired went through the gun. Not only did the boy get shot in the foot, one of them went through that gun, which is obviously a lot closer to the head than your feet. Okay, so here we go. So the lawsuit echoed a claim made by the county prosecutor and that someone should have realized that the gun that the child was carrying was a toy. Huh, that's an interesting burden right there because I know that the toy guns now come with the orange, but do all of them or all the ones that are manufactured now? Because I know I have seen, I have had in my past toy guns that didn't have that little orange thing, all right? So that could be an issue too. You have an old ass toy gun, then what are we gonna do about it, all right? So here we go, quote, the defense that the mixing home occupants felt in fear of their lives from a 16-year-old high school student playing Nerf Wars with green, blue, and gray-colored toy Nerf rifles in the neighbor's yard is utterly ridiculous, unbelievable. Hmm. That's what the lawsuit said. And it is unreasonable that Joe Mixon or anyone in Mixon's home could have feared for their lives. All right. Okay, so you hear guys outside screaming, yelling. 16 ain't the old 16, too. I talk at a lot of high schools. I do not look in the crowd individually at anybody anymore because, one, them dudes be looking like, and they bigger than me. <laughs> and them girls be looking grown, too, like, 
I'm like, uh-uh, I ain't getting nothing, no accusations with you boys or you girls. Y'all some old-ass kids. <laughs> I mean, kids look older than me, to me, so I get it. 16 don't look like, oh, look at that little itty-bitty baby. Maybe a 16-year-old, especially because it's neighbor's friends. I know you, but maybe I don't see you. I see all these people in my yard. Maybe that way, maybe not. Or maybe you do see kids and you're tired of seeing the same kids in your yard and doing all this crazy stuff. You're like, I done told them before, right? That could be a scenario as well. And now you're at your wit's end, so you go out there hot 100. Y'all got to figure that out in the comments. Let's talk through it. Okay, so lawsuit claims that Mixon asked two children what they were doing before the shooting. Interesting. Both were willing to testify in court regarding that exchange, the suit states, and that Mixon was not in fear of his life while the teenagers were playing Nerf Wars. I love how they keep throwing that Nerf Wars in there and then toy gun. But in reality, it's like, yo, it's some, it's some rockets. It's, it's, it's some craziness going on. Y'all can keep that outside. Oh, it's on my property? Yeah. That's when it gets interesting, okay? Now, Brewer, he was charged with felonious assault, one count of tampering with evidence, and two counts of having weapons while under disability. Damn, he was tampering with that evidence, too. He was like, oh, snap, that was a, those are kids, toy guns, whatever it may be. Now, Brewer's the boyfriend, was the boyfriend of Shalonda Mixon, Joe's sister. Joe's sister, boyfriend, he does the shooting, allegedly. So Shalonda Mixon was charged with tampering with evidence, too. That is her boo-boo y'all out there accusing, okay? So she gonna hide some stuff. All right, here we go. So the family suing Mixon is claiming negligence and several other claims against Mixon, who is entering his seventh year. We all know with the Bengals, all right? So the county records also show that in June, that family of the teenage boy that got shot sold their home next to Mixon for $2.1 million. All right, and they said that they moved and sold their house because, quote, they did not feel safe living next to Mixon. Huh. All right, so let's go through this, you know. Let's go through this in HD, right? That's hypothetical detective. <laughs> I like being HD. That gives me a license to go out there and just try and guess what happened. Huh? What an educated guess through all my experiences. Okay, so if I'm Mixon, I'm tired of these damn kids, man. And here they go again on my property. I just put that damn bush in. They go, here you go, Nerf war and hide behind the bush, knock the bush over, whatever. Whether it's Nerf war or not, you never know when it's not Nerf war, do you? Oh, well, is that a green gun? Is that a blue gun? Black gun? White gun? Orange tip? No tip. Man, they on my lawn. I ain't tripping. Okay. I go outside, allegedly, and talk to two of the kids. What y'all doing? What y'all doing? What y'all doing? And these kids are bad now, so I can't even lie. Me talking to kids ain't like how I was growing up. Like, I'm sitting there huffing and puffing on the bike. This is how I was at 16. Sorry, I ain't mean to, sir. I'm lost. Where do I go? Okay, thank you. These kids now, they pull up on you. What? What'd you say? What's the problem? Huh? Oh, you good? Oh, that's your house? Oh, that's a nice house. That's a nice house. what I do? Man, oh, I forgot. I, I got to talk through my phone while I'm doing it. What? What'd you say? Oh, I'm good. Okay. All right, we're going to do it again. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, I'm generalizing, but I'm being specific too. Man, these kids different. So it could be that. Now let's look at it from Brewer's perspective. You know, the one got shot, you know what I mean? Uh, the neighbor's perspective. So it's mixing Brewer versus, let me go to Brewer too. Okay, here go Brewer. Oh, man. Joe, man, I'm, Joe always talking about them people. That's the neighbors. Oh, and Shalonda like, ah, oh, we good, we good. No, 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 man, I'm tired of them. Look at them little kids. What they doing? 
is that a gun? Oh, okay. So he go outside, back, back, back. I don't know why, but I ain't. It's a little hot, huh? It's a hot little high head there. Hard to explain, Brewer. We'll see how they explain it. Now, let's look at it from the neighbor's perspective. Neighbors is like, hey, y'all want to go outside and play Nerf Wars? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let's go. Okay, the home base is here. All right, all right. Don't go over there by Joe's house. All right, go over there by Joe's house because that's where Joe Mixon lived. One or the other, but Joe Mixon was mentioned. That's how it goes when you're the one in the neighborhood or one of. So it's like, all right, so everybody hide. Oh, I'm going to hide by Joe's house. I'm going to go in Joe's house. And back, back, back. Boom, boom, boom. Ah, got you. Oh, look out, look out, look out. Meanwhile, that's private property. Meanwhile, you ain't supposed to be over there. Meanwhile, they untold you before. Maybe, maybe not. All right. So from their perspective, uh, maybe just reckless being a youngster or Maybe it was more than that, right? Maybe it was like, yeah, these are toy guns, but these are real actions on your property that's making you suspicious. And who is it? Who's, who's, who's the onus on? Me or you to show what's real from fake, right? Do I make you assume it's fake or do I make sure you know it's fake? You get that? All right. So we're taking them both to court, damn it. <laughs> Y'all go in the comments and tell me who you believe in this story right here. Because I ain't gonna lie. I see mixing wrong for shooting the kid but I see up to that point there's a lot of wrong by the neighbors even antagonizing and instigating it to that point but it should never got to that point but once you get to that point it should never get to that point if you get what I'm saying so who y'all believe and should Mixon have settled this case before being hit with a lawsuit let me answer that for y'all hell no <laughs> I got insurance for this on top of that I, some say he wasn't home some say he was home I've read too many reports on this. I'm through. All I'm saying is y'all tell me what's up and look forward to that. I wrote a book a long time ago. Not that long ago, but maybe four or five years ago. But it could be yours this Friday. How about that? All you got to do is be a Wally's World member, and this is going to be our Friday swag away. And that's yours. Okay, let's get into this Fox News ex-ESPN. Will Kane blast, black, black. U.S. Women's National Team, arrogant celebrity activist, right? So their exit, the team's exit from the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup in a round of 16 shootout loss against Sweden sparked a lot of discussion, right? Some of it, though, was criticism of the team and its players for various off-the-field stances. Y'all knew this was coming. I did, so I know y'all did, too. From the debate about players standing for the national anthem through comments, players like Rapino in particular, have made about transgender athletes, participation in sports, equal pay, etc., and more, right? So here we go. Will Kane went to Twitter, or went to X, I guess. I don't know. So he went to Twitter. Twitter was what it was calling you tweet. So X is what it's called. So he's Xing right now. All right, he's Xing. <laughs> Stupid. He said, I always pull for Team USA, all sports. And I really don't take joy in the earliest elimination ever for the U.S. women's national team. I mean, it's crazy that he said that because I, my godmother, Jackie Blackett, who's a Columbia Associate Athletic Director, who is in Australia, right? Australia right now for the Women's World Cup. Crazy. And she called me right when she was taking that flight. She had 15 more hours to go. I was like, boy, I remember telling her, I was like, I hope they don't lose early. <laughs> like, not for any reason, but I was like, whoa, that's a long trip to go right back. But she, I'm sure she's going to ride it all the way through. All right, so here's Will Exon, uh, the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. He said, but this team came to be defined by arrogant celebrity activists who went, who went out of their way 
to exhibit shame in the U.S., began the process of destroying their own sport, advocating for men to play women's sports, and curry victimization with false narratives about equal pay. Damn, nobody made it harder to root for them than the U.S. women's national team. There are women on this team who have poured their heart and soul and sweat into this team for the U.S., who are proud Americans focused on soccer. I hope those players define the future of the U.S. women's national team. Okay, now that's a whole lot right there. Woo, he ain't done though. <laughs> he, said, he sent some more tweets. Um, and then he went after Megan Rapino, kind of in particular, right? Want to do this? Be this? Have to win, all right? So that's the response to a video of Rapino dancing. Show that. And then he said, one in ESPY, Lost the World Cup. Man, that's a good diss. I can't lie. In response to a video of Rapino missing her penalty kick that lost the game for the USA. All right, so Kane is not the only one criticizing them. Not the only one that's in the media saying stuff bad about them across all lines with these sentiments. However, his stands out just because, one, he's a former sports analyst, and we know who he is in the sports world, who's now bashing athletes for their off-the-field stances and claiming those stances are what's behind poor on-field results. All right, we can see the wink-wink to Colin Kaepernick and others, obviously. He also works at the same company as the U.S. broadcaster of the World Cup, Fox, but we all know. Uh, no, no, we don't all know. People don't know that Fox and FS1, all of that's different. And Fox and Fox News, different. Okay, I just know that Fox major network, like, just know, yeah, I understand. Rupert Murdoch got his hands on all of it, but they run separate entities. Just letting y'all know that, because I had to find that out the hard way. I was like, what? I don't work at Fox News. <laughs> so here we go. Here's the thing about all of this conversation. Let's get out with the questions first before I tell you what I'm feeling. Y'all agree with his takes on the U.S. women's national team. Is there a, a link? Is there a correlation between your stance and then how you perform, right? Like that's starting to become a conversation. I think it's, it's tilted the wrong way mostly. Look, there's a LeBron who LeBron takes a stance and wins championships. So it's not like they all mess up in the moment. But at the same time, there are the guys, uh, Colin Kaepernick, on his last leg or stumbling out the NFL and then all of a sudden, the stance gets bigger, right? You get benched. Now you got a stance. Rapino, you got all these stances, and she's been having them for a while. I can't lie. But then all of a sudden, the earliest exit for the U.S. women's national team, you saying it at the end. Okay, let me get into what I feel about that because I want to know what y'all think about his takes and was the criticism fair, right? Even if you fully agree with it, is it still fair, right? Like linking those two, is that real? Here we go. What do I think about this? Okay. Some of the stances are really interesting, especially when you see women actively supporting former boys and men who are now transgender women to participate in women's sports. I think that's very interesting. Why? Because I think it falls under this facade and they try to present it like it's equality. And they use the talking point, a narrow talking point of equal pay as well as kind of like a side disguise. Here we go, right? So we say in equality, that's why all should be able to participate, but that is not what sports are. Let's talk through that. And you see this fad, especially when you talk to the women or you hear from the women that are either retired or on their last legs in their sport. All of a sudden, it feels like a pandering because they say, oh yeah, let them play in the sport. 
yeah, playing the sport that I ain't gonna be a part of anymore. And then I can also win in terms of the court of public opinion by having this position supporting all equality when sports does not scream equality. Let me tell you what sports screams. Uh, sports screams differences, discriminatory differences. Yes, it does. Sports never promoted equality. That's why there's winners and losers donuts. <laughs> One, two, it says we don't believe in equality. We believe in fair discrimination. That's what sports are. Ah, you you want to know one example? Even outside of sports, before we get deep into sports, boys shouldn't hit girls. Where'd that come from? Thought we were equal. Crickets, ribbit. <laughs> you know why? Because there are differences. And sports always talks about the discriminatory differences. Let's get through this. All right, men don't compete with women. Okay, that's one of them. Let me tell you, let me tell you why this is such a crazy argument and I don't understand anybody who makes this argument. We know the simple answer, create a transgender, that's your grouping and that's fine and everyone's happy. But let's talk about the categories that do exist right now. Women's sports, it exists as a category. Special Olympians, handicapped, disabled, they have their own lane as well. Women have their own lane, handicapped have their own lane, Special Olympians, etc. You know who else has their own lane? Oh, don't say men, no we don't. It's called open. That means anybody else, the best of the best, whoever want to try, good luck to you. Darwinism, survival of the fittest, the best of the best. It could be a woman too, but good luck to you. It could be a handicapped person if those things are all equal in terms of the rules and how you're playing that sport. Oh, yeah, because women have competed with men, right? You see that? They bump up, but there ain't no men competing against the women, if you understand what I'm saying. No man is entering the women's competition, but a woman can enter the man's competition. So there's women's special Olympians, handicap and open. That's what it's always been. People get that confused. Here's the thing. I was a little boy when I was introduced not to equality in sports, but what it is, fair discrimination, discriminatory differences. First thing they did was like, how old are you? You go over there. How old are you? You're older. Go over there. Discriminated against. We get it. Then it was gender. Women, y'all go over there. Men, go over there. Oh, the girls want to play with the boys? Go ahead. Hey, I want to play with the girls. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> football, flag, flag and tackle football. For me growing up, oh, you can get a girl on our team. She could be the kicker, punter, linebacker, whatever. Let me go play running back for them. <laughs> Stop playing, ourselves. Okay, so I'm just giving y'all all the differences, right? So now we got gender discrimination, age discrimination, Weight discrimination. I remember I had to weigh 85 pounds, 86 pounds. You're not playing this week. Isn't that fast shaming? <laughs> Something like that. Point being weight discrimination. I think now they've loosened that, but it's still a real thing. 200 pounder ain't playing against 85 pounder. Just simple as that. Once again, not equality, y'all. Stop this. Stop lying to yourself. But fair discrimination, discriminatory differences, right? And that's how it was growing up. I'll give y'all a short story. Y'all trying to tell me that all of that was wrong, right? Which I think none of that was wrong. That was to protect the differences in all of us, especially the two genders, women and men. Let's get into this. There was an 11 year old me, 11 year old me who won a national championship in track, set a national record on the relay team. I ran the 400, that was my best race. And then we won the mile relay, okay? On my team, my team 
was a girl who was faster than me. Same age. For real. Her time is faster than me. Sonoa. Yep. She ran a faster time than me. And I'm the champion of boys. She's the champion of girls. We raced each other. I didn't want to race her. <laughs> she would smoke me, right? But that was before puberty hit. Ask me how that turned out after that. Whole different conversation. Okay, so we're just going to make this real simple. Real simple. Create one more category and we shut this conversation up. Then everyone is happy. Why? I mean, because everyone is fairly discriminated against. Why? Because in reality, that means everyone is equal. Lord, why is this so damn hard? Confusing. Just had to get that off my chest in terms of what we were really arguing about. Because Will Kane saw the results. Oh, they got eliminated that early. Saw the people, you know, the cast of characters. And it's not the whole team. It's just a, a couple of them, some of them, that were taking stances. And I ain't have any issues with their stances except equal pay. Equal pay is a simple conversation, too. Are you bringing in the same amount? Well, you get the same amount. If that's not the case, we ain't talking that. And the transgender athlete. I'm like, dog, stop making it harder on transgender athletes. You, you give them their own category. You gave the Special Olympians one, they ain't mad. <laughs> you gave women one, they ain't mad. Or are they mad? You gave open one, men ain't mad. Or are they mad? Like, so the point is, just stop making your own problems in this world. Or you're going to have people like Will Kane sitting there ready to blast you. Go in those comments and let me know what you think about my stance, Will Kane's stance, Megan Rapino, and what happened? Damn, you got people flying all across the world to go see y'all. Soon they land. Oh, y'all can stay on this plane. They already done lost. Crazy, man. Ready to get into these comments so much that I'm about to say, hey, Friday Swag Away, be a member of Wiley's World, and you can be the winner of this book. All tagged up, signed up, get it all going. All right, let's phone up some comments. Phone up some comments, yeah. Let's go to a member right here, Marcus P, 1620. I think Lil Wayne will do great on this show. I wouldn't be surprised if Skip gets Nelly on there too from time to time. That round table of opponents might be the way to go because it's variety, but also lessens the likelihood of another situation where a co-host becomes more popular than Skip and the power struggle begins again. Yeah, they, Skip is becoming a classic definition of ride it till the wheels fall off. He's 71 and they like, we're going to ride Skip and any version of Skip till the wheels fall off. But that may mean plugging in other energy, other types, so that we don't have the same problem again. But also, we got some fresh blood in here on the daily. I like it. Member comment again. My man, Dwayne Lee. Look at all these members. I told you we deep. Marcellus, love your undisputed take. Me too. Me too. But if Skip is really going to depend on Lil Wayne every Friday, it's crazy. Wayne doesn't do anything on script. I love Wayne, but I give it three months at best. Sounds like Skip is out of touch and I am an OG. Mm. Ah, that's tough to say Wayne doesn't do anything on script. Um, I don't think you can control Lil Wayne. You can't control most creatives, most artists. They just got to be big enough for you to see that. Um, yeah, they don't live by the same code. Um, but you don't become that successful. You don't have world tours where it's like at 1020 local time, you must be on stage and he's on stage. Now, he may have a rant or two or, you know, he may like be late. Beyonce just paid $100,000 because of a storm and she was late. Not her fault. But the point is things happen. I, I, I don't take shots at people that are amazing unless I got a direct, direct shot. Like, oh, I know this for a fact. Because this whole, like, uh, he doesn't do stuff. Like, if he say he's going to do something, don't you think he'll do it? Because no, he said he was going to rap. He rapping. <laughs> he been rap. Like, what are we all amazing at? 
And imagine if the world told you, I don't believe in you doing that. And you're amazing at it. That's kind of a tough one right there. All right, Dak Prescott and Trayvon Diggs and they trash talk. Here's another member, Hawkins TTV. Look at that. Ha ha, this is nothing but drama shit. Stirred up because it's the Cowboys. Some of that, I believe you. Trayvon said to himself, it's their business that what they said to each other while they were competing out on the field. I've heard that same exact phrase used even by my own co-workers who joke and play around with each other. It was and has never been said with any kind of animosity in it. Just like Dak and Trayvon. Dak chirped at Trayvon about something, probably a busted play or something, and Trayvon chirped right back. Yeah, this is just teammates being teammates. Dak probably laughed when Trayvon said that I know I would have. Ha ha. Dak did laugh it off. That said, there have been times where you said, shut your bitch ass up, and you didn't mean it in a nice way <laughs> or in a competitive way or in a, oh, man, just, just walk that off way. Man, you better shut your bitch ass. Like, it depends on the wave of the talk. You better shut your bitch ass up. Like, you know what I mean? You could go there, and then it's a problem. So I hear what you're saying. Actually, Dak said something else. Dak MF'd him. I didn't get it at all. I didn't hear every word, but Dak and threw the ball at him because Dak was in on it. He was in on the gag, so I'm feeling you. All right, here we go. Frank A., you know he in the building. Remember, in my opinion, football is like the Hunger Games. I love the trailer soundbite. You really want to know how to stay alive? You have to make people like you. Mmm. I believe there's truth in that. Quarterbacks not only have to be good, they have to be likable. They have to be politicians. And I guarantee, as soon as Dak Prescott loses the Cowboy locker room, he is gone, baby, gone. <laughs> For real. That is true. I, I had years promised to me well after I was sorry in the league. The Giants wanted me that next year. I had two already free years in Jacksonville because of my likability, my leadership, my intelligence, they said, and how I could bring a group together. For real. Like, Jacksonville was like, not the first year, maybe. The second year, for sure. They just brought me back. And they're like, dog, you glue it all together. Had a bunch of young studs on there. And they were all the homies that I would make sure at least didn't get in trouble. They did they dirt. But I was like, this is how we don't get caught. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I was a locker room guy for my last year. And I could have been longer if I wanted it to. Good point. Here's another one. Marcus P., another member. Damn, we deep. Thanks for sharing that Terrence Williams story as well as your perspective on how players get into that position. It's real. I looked up the story afterwards and was happy to see that the doctor and dentist who conspired were charged as well. Unfortunately, insurance fraud is common, but most is not as blatant as this story. Most is people, not everyone, inflating their losses to get more, making things cost more for everyone. Preach. I'm happy they were caught but also happy there are programs being put in place to show them an alternative that puts their skills and passions to good use. All right, last one. Nothing you said was wrong, brother. Last member right here, Frank A. Of course, Frank A. got to win. Uh, man, in my opinion, 10 years for a nonviolent crime is excessive. Unless he had priors, he should have gotten community service and or order to speak to speak up and come in athletes about the pitfalls and not saving for a rainy day. Put Terrence Williams in prison does no one any good except the deterrent. But I hear you like Terrence Williams rotting away for 10 years does not change the money that was frauded. doesn't change the system. Insurance takes care of everything, blah, blah, blah. But it does make me and millions of others who are thinking of doing that. I, uh, uh, you got to think about deterrence. Like deter. If you see your brother do something that you just did and mama caught him and he don't rap, he didn't say you did it too. And he take a lashing. Let's just say you ain't going to do it again. <laughs> it happened to me in my life. Every time I saw my sister get in trouble for something, for real, I was like, oh, woo. 
not like I didn't want to do what she did. It's just I don't want to deal with what she dealt with. So, yeah, that part is necessary. Dear or damn that dude. Marcellus, if asked, would you be a one a day, one day a week contributor on Undisputed? Oh, yes, I would. Absolutely. That's enough of a dose. I told you I like Skip Bayless. I hear other people that don't. I know people that don't. I do. I like Skip Bayless. I know the character he's playing. Now, I think you're trying to get to, like, would I put up with that? Like, put up with what? I've worked with Skip Bayless before on first take years ago. Good Lord. And I guess I was a once a week contributor then. So, yeah, I would do it. Um, and I wouldn't have to say on my terms because everybody know I'm always me. <laughs> Y'all know my opinions. They don't always go over well with everybody. And I don't care. So, uh, I, I got one life to live, dog, and it ain't yours. So, love me or leave me. I love it. Trey Lance, now or Michael Vick, now? <laughs> Trey Lance. I mean, I don't know what to think of Trey Lance, and that's partly Trey Lance's fault, if not mostly. He got to stay on the field long enough for me to properly evaluate him. Right now, it's a lot of guesswork, and we're going to guess wrong both ways. We're going to guess wrong. Oh, he's going to be sick. Look at him. And then we're going to guess wrong. He sucks. He ain't. Why are we going to guess wrong both ways? Until we have evidence. I need evidence. I need consistent film work on the field and game time situations. Then I will make that assessment. All right, y'all. You know how we finish every show. We finish it with a Wiley-ism. <laughs> Music. Stop, DJ. After my Wiley-ism, we're going to run a promotion for a Brinks TV new show called The Goat Code. And I want y'all to check out this commercial dog and go to Brinks TV and check out the goat code. Let me tell you what the goat code is. Simply this, all the hall of famers ever, ever, how many 300 plus the NFL's greatest of all time show how they became the greatest of all time. That means even I got to watch and learn some things because these suckers here next level, the goat code by John Brinkus. Y'all know what it is. Goat code is going to be, in the same vein as sports science, but interviews breaking it down, showing you in their era why they were the greatest of that era. Sick show. Stick around after the Wileyism to catch that commercial. Now, let's finish up with the Wileyism. Uh, yeah. Nothing works unless you do. Ah, simple to the point. Punch. Hit them. Ramirez, punch. <laughs> Nothing works unless you do. Dog. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, like everybody, that, man, it wouldn't be so hard to be the one. It wouldn't be so hard to make it. I wish, for real. All them times when I was, when I was growing up, I had to run from home. I didn't have a car. I wanted to work out. I'm trying to make it to the NFL, right? Or at least be the best athlete I could be. Don't waste your talents. I knew I had talents. I didn't know if they were always going to be received properly, materialized into the NFL experience, but I knew I was big, fast, strong. And all my boys going to these big schools and they got cars and stuff. They working out when they want to. I couldn't do that. So I ain't making any excuses. I was greater than my greatest excuse. I would run from my apartment. And then I would go to the gym and work out. Then I would run from the gym to the track and run at the track, work out, and then run back home and call that a day. And then hang out for real. Because I knew it wasn't going to work unless I did. And I... Look, I'm dreaming. I want to be. I want to be. I want to be. I want to be. Well, well, well. Where that's from. But everybody wants to be. But what you doing to be it? And that's the difference. The preparation is the separation, right? I don't hit y'all with three Wileyisms in this one. Nothing works unless you do. I don't care how gifted you are. 
I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how great a plan it is. I don't care how sweet your team look. Nothing works unless you do. Tell my itty bitties this all the time when we go out there. It ain't how good you are. It's how well you play. How well you play means what you going to do today. Oh, he bigger than me. So go get him. Chop his ass down. Oh, we the stuff. We ain't lost the game yet. You can lose today if you don't go out there and work. For real. So just challenge yourself. And also embrace that, dog. Make that work fun. You're going to work. You got to work or it ain't going to work. <laughs> Damn, that's a wildism. Got to keep that one. So remember this, y'all. Just simple as this. Nothing works unless you do. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dad Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. The show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.